episode 44 of Anime and Us Other. I'm TJ. And I'm Sean. And this is the review should have reviews, movies, and stuff. I don't know. Go ahead. So, Blood Seal Eternal Mermaid, the 22nd TV special for Lupin the Third. Sure is. Released uh, December 2nd, 2011, 90-minute runtime, and it was dubbed in 2019, which is not in the, any of the wikis, and I like that. So, we might, for some of these movies, especially the slightly older ones, we might be doing this. Okay. Checking the fandom wiki. That makes sense. This isn't even necessarily all that old. It's only 12 years old. Yeah, this is one of the more. We already got two dubbed Lupin movies left. But it's still fairly unnormal nowadays for an animated movie not to be dubbed within the, the first year. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. So that is kind of odd. But, like, yeah. So we're on this one because about the 30 movies in between this one and the last one we did, mm-hmm. it we're all subbed and we only do dubbed. So. That's fine. Yeah. So we're doing this one. Anyway. Uh, so it's another Lupin in the movie. So premise. Lupin. Steals things. <laughs> There's a uh, gemstone, a fake that he's been tasked with to steal. Called the Eternal Mermaid. No. Was it? Something like that. It's gotta be. Yeah. I don't know. It's gotta be the Eternal Mermaid. He steals it, finds out it's a fake. Yes. And then goes to steal the real one. And it gives essentially eternal life. Kind of like the um, Harry Potter, the first movie, Sorcerer's Stone. The stone doesn't give eternal life. No, but it like opened up the doorway or whatever. Yeah, it's about, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, and then the lady there is like sleeping or something. Um, and her cells, like, generate, regenerate in literally forever. Yeah, she's like in a stasis or something. Uh-huh. Does she wake up? Kind yeah. of. She possesses the girl. I was in and out. The movies. <laughs> the, so here's the thing. The animation was really good. Even for 2011, like, it was just top quality. Yeah, it's it was very beautiful. And, like, I expect things to be good at 2011, but it right. was very good. Um, the one thing I found a little bit weird was I felt like the details weren't quite there as much. Okay. Like, in the faces and all that, and in the jackets. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? The character design does feel off it a little. felt slightly more polished, but not polished as in, like, it's perfect polished as in, like, you don't see these tiny little flaws anymore. Right. Or perfect. But, like, those little flaws kind of what made Lupin. I feel like it's more CG'd than hand-drawn. You know what I mean? Is it? Whereas was, the older ones were hand-drawn. Right. But was it CG'd? It feels like it was. I don't know. I assume it is. I don't know where we would find that. Scroll down. I don't, I don't think we're going to find that in here. Uh, this was the first TV special that was animated in HD. Animated in HD. Well, yeah, and widescreen. That's something. Oh, we got that. What? I don't know. <laughs> we're reading the internet right now. Sorry. This is great. A lot of dead air. This is amazing podcasting. I thought right it now. was going to be like fun little like stories about the movie, and it's really not. <laughs> no, it's notes about the movie. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be like, you know, if you go to IMDB, there's like trivia. That's what I went. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. I thought it was going to be trivia about the movie. But no, this is just like uh, the TV special is influenced by the Japanese legend mm-hmm. Yabuguni, where someone gets immortality by eating a mermaid meat. Ah, whatever. So, yeah, it's just stuff like that. Nothing really special. So, yeah, this movie's weird. It's. Odd. I liked. I did like the animation. I'm not trying to shit on it. I just didn't like the extra detail that we had before. No, yeah, no, no. I didn't like no. losing that. Yeah, no. I get it. was all good. Yeah, like normal. But it's this is a, this is a Lupin movie that goes back to supernatural roots. Yeah, and I think I like it when they just stick to a straight ice movie. It's weird when they do the supernatural route. Yeah, because it... It's like you forget that. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, and then because then the story kind of gets convoluted. 
And it's just like... I mean, sometimes it's always convoluted, but more convoluted for sure. But yeah, but now we're adding, like, mermaids into it and <laughs> shit. Just like, why? And we got... So he steals a gem so we can lead to a cave that has an immortal woman in it because of a, a clan of people who separated the three clans and then one of the clan people is, like, evil now and yeah. owns a corporation and... There's a funny scene where um, he's running away with the... Uh, one stone or two stones, I can't remember. And um, he comes across this little girl with a popcorn stand. <laughs> and he's like, hey, girl. But he's so far away from them that he can just have this conversation. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, little girl, I don't have any money, but can I borrow your popcorn stand and I'll pay you later? She's like, uh, sure. <laughs> and then she takes the popcorn. He takes the popcorn stand and throws that Zeddy Yada. And there's a lot more popcorn coming out of that thing than oh, there yeah, should yeah, be. Yeah. And, and somehow they're just all on the floor encumbered and can't get up. So, the little girl's a part of the plot, because she's looking for her sister, and her sister's the so-called mermaid in this. And she wants to become a thief. Well, no, she knows that he's Lupin, and she, she wants him to teach him so she can steal her sister back from yeah. the thing. She doesn't actually care about being oh, a okay. thief. Because eventually, he, Lupin says, I'll just steal her for you, and then she's okay with it. But my other question is, is that, like, a legitimate job? You just buy a popcorn machine and just go stand out on the street? Food vendor, yeah. Any city. I guess. Hot dog vendor. Popcorn, I, I don't know. That's that's what Maybe I mean. Maybe, like, if you're near, like, a movie theater district or something like that. Yeah, but why wouldn't you just go... Be a lot cheaper popcorn. Uh, I guess like that would... a lot cheaper. That's, that's fair. i just never seen a popcorn vendor I've before. never seen one of those either. But, you know, street food. I've seen street food. Well, obviously, we've seen street food before, but, like, i just never seen a I've popcorn. seen a loat. Have a, you seen that? A what? A loat. It's, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's, like, Mexican corn on the cob. And no. they just, like, it's corn on the cob, but it's just, like, Mexican flavors and stuff. Oh. It's a popular thing. It's okay. I don't like the one spice they put on. I think it's lime or whatever. I can't I can't remember. But, like, I don't want that on my corn. Um, But, like, similar type thing. Like, not a hot dog, not a meal. Right, know? right, right. Maybe it's a different culture thing. I don't really think that's in America too much. No. That kind of stuff. I guess the most we have here is literally hot dogs and food trucks. That's fair. I mean... I guess in Japan, I guess suppose it's possible to have yeah. popcorn. And I guess it's possible because this was well, this is only twenty. This is twenty eleven. This is maybe not it's like, just a thing in a different culture. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we see videos of like Vietnam and stuff. They're eating frogs deep fried on sticks and shit. True, but popcorn's such an like average food. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just like everyone has popcorn. It's like why don't you just go to the store and buy popcorn if you want popcorn? Why are you buying it from a vendor? Why are you selling it? I just don't get it. I can't imagine you're making a lot of money on it. No, but I mean, obviously, she's just doing it to spy on the people. Yeah, I think so. so it's a cover. Like, it's it's definitely a cover. It's just I just thought it was weird. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. But then they're together. Lupin comes back, gives her money, and she pr- proposes essentially like teach me to be a thief. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. <laughs> And then she forces her way in. You'd actually think, like, with his ego, he would want to teach someone. Like, he would want to take a protege. Yeah, he... I think... Well, at the same time, it's because he's an ego maniac. That he doesn't. Yes. I get that, too. <laughs> but, like, with him and his character, I could see him doing it. Yeah, more than some others. I could see him doing it. But then you have to look. He's not an evil guy. And he sees this, what, 14-year-old girl? And I'm going to put her in this life? Yeah, right. That's what she wants. Might as well be taught by the best. I mean, but he talks her out of it in the end. Yeah. So it's like, it's a good thing he didn't do it then. Yeah. Even though her sister's got Wolverine's healing factor, but essentially. 
that's what happens. I don't know. There's just there's not a lot to talk about in the movie. It's uh, you know, they steal. It starts out as a thief thing, and there's the twist that there's immortality, and then there's a bit, there's an evil bad guy who wants the immortality. Yeah, and he then turns himself into a giant monster at the end. Yeah, was that was there like an issue? Why did he turn into a monster? And not just have strong strength and immortality. Did he mix mix up with the genes or something? I can't remember why he turned into a monster he, by taking her genes. He took her blood and put it into himself. And then he just kept kind of evolving. I guess it didn't mix with him well. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was, cause I was wondering if I missed something. No, not okay. really. And honestly, she possessed the other girl. So it was kind of like she cursed him a little bit with it. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, technically he did turn into a monster, but he was immortal and strong and mm-hmm. just, well, sort of immortal. He did get shot in the head and lived. Yeah. I forget how they killed him. They, they blow us. I think the, uh, either something could, I'm going to say this, and if we have any viewers on the YouTube channel, comment and tell us differently. I'm going to say either A, they collapsed the cave on him, or B, they blew him up. I remember his head exploding. I think it's blowing him up. I don't remember. <laughs> Could be both. Could have blown him up and then collapsed the cave. Yeah. So, I, like, I, I'm i having trouble with this one, and I didn't watch it too long ago. It's just, it feels like nothing happened in this one. That's kind of most Lupin movies. I'm sorry. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a nothing that is, like... Look, it's a, there's a thief. We just don't care about what he's stealing. But it's still, you could remember the plot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I'm having trouble remembering the convoluted plot and, like, how they got to it. It's always, uh, this thing happens, that thing happens. Fujiko does something. Maybe she doesn't do something. Maybe she helps. Maybe she doesn't help. Oh, yeah, I mean, Fujiko is, like, on the other guy's side and then betrays him and then he's back on her side. Do you want to talk about Fujiko? You always talk about her and everything. Yeah, she looked good. <laughs> my daughter happened to be in the room when uh, Lupin was like trying to sleep with her a little, uh-huh. and then she put him to sleep with her perfume. Right. My daughter thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get yourself a strong woman. Yeah, we're struggling with this one. It's okay. That's okay. A five. Yeah, it's average. It's an average Lupin movie. It's Maybe p- even slightly less. I mean, I didn't hate it though. No. So five. I don't think I could give it less than five. Yeah, I didn't hate it either. It was watchable. It was pretty. It's a good background movie. To I have want more one. out of it. Yeah. I want to enjoy it more. I want it to actually be funny to us. You know what I mean? It feels yeah. almost like a chore watching it. Almost. I don't know. The bad guy's weapon with the swords is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Guiman was always with his rival mm-hmm. guy in this one. The show seems to be better than the movies. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the conclusion. And you know what? what? I know what I realized. In each new season of Lupin, Lupin gets a different color jacket. Oh, that's funny. So maybe this is for, like, a movie per season but, or something? No, the first season he had a green jacket. The second season he had red. And every other, every movie we watched, he's had a red jacket. He doesn't change. Oh. It hasn't changed. Maybe I, this all takes place in between two episodes in the second season. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But maybe he moves from the red jacket and stays on it but, like, in the show. I, this is in 2011 this was released. There's, I think they were up to at least the fourth season. In- well, that's what I just said. is like maybe when they went to red, they just never went back to a different color. No, no, no. In the third season, he has, like, a blue jacket. In the fourth oh, season, he has, know. like, a pink jacket. In each new season, he has a different jacket. That's why I'm bringing it up. But, like, in the second season, it's red, and they just stick with that red for the movies for some reason. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, I guess that's it. We're going to go back to the regular show now after this as we go to my pick as we cover episodes 13 through 24 of Samurai Jack. Bye. Bye.